All right, welcome to episode six, technically, I believe, of uh, 602 Row Show. This is going to be the uh, week three recap, week four picks. Uh, the season's off to an interesting start, so we have uh, quite a bit to talk about here today. Uh, real quick, uh, got just a scoring overview here. If you haven't seen these by now, you are probably just watching because you want to help us get views and likes. Like and subscribe. Um, but if you're playing fantasy and you haven't looked at the scoring yet, that's really on you at this point. But it's on here. It's on the app. Uh, uh, Megan, the, our uh, our week three picks uh, set us up uh, pretty well um, in both the uh, the home league and the, the Bachelor Nation League. Uh, you had some changes to your lineup at the 11th hour. You want to take us through this? I know. So I... <laughs> I, uh, I know we, we've talked about this before that, um, you know, I tend to go a little bit from emotion <laughs> and, uh, I, on one, one of these picks, I probably should have just listened to my gut. So I ended up, um, I switched. So there was a, a clip that came out on Tuesday morning that showed that this was the episode that you were right. This was the episode that Clayton kind of made his big, uh, debut, um, and I will call, call it a debut because he actually said more than five words on the episode. Um, and so I switched Martin for Clayton, um, again, kind of going back and forth in my mind about whether, um, Martin would be a good one. And, you know, I'm not super happy with that pick knowing what happens in the episode. Um, and then I ended up taking Jamie out. Um, so in looking at the scoring breakdown, I actually wasn't sure how many points Jamie was, was going to get, um, just because he was being, um, like called out for different things. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like his role within the drama wasn't going to be as impactful and might not get me as many points as some of the other guys. Um, and so I ended up taking him out and switch him for Brandon, who I found out was going to get one of the group date roses. Yeah. So. That information hit pretty late. If you saw our pick show, um, that was, uh, that was one that was developing, uh, kind of, kind of as we were making those picks. So definitely getting Brandon in there was helpful. Uh, you'll see here our overall results uh, scored 175 this week. Mega scored 166, uh, and you can see the breakdown there. Uh, you know Rodney with the one-on-one, -on -one, obviously a huge amount of points. Um, Nate, who we continue to tell you you should have in your lineup, he's he's making opportunities for himself on a on a group date. He was mostly ignored, uh, still managed to knock out 46 points. Um, You'll see there we went opposite directions on the on the Peter and Will drama, uh, both to to a moderate amount of success there, uh, and then as Megan was just speaking about slotting Clayton in, um, where he did finally score some points, not not the big points you're really looking for, but uh, and we were telling you that this narrative has to come to a head at some point, um, and it, it at least got the ball rolling this past week. Yeah, like uh, Michelle at least knows his name. Maybe. Maybe she he spun her around pretty hard. She might have she might have lost some of that. Michelle at least knows what his lips taste like. So uh, Rose League standing after week three, uh, you'll see it there. Uh, your boy still in first place, four hundred and thirty-five points. Uh, and Megan sitting there in third. Uh, uh, Myra here sent me a text actually uh, right after the episode ended on the West Coast on Tuesday saying she had already set her lineup, uh, so it was impossible for any of us to 
be feeding her lineup. Uh, you know, I might have thrown her under the bus once or twice, and she got pretty upset about it. Uh, you'll see my dear sweet wife here in uh, in fourth, and uh, Red round out the top five. So, you know, we're really uh, starting to separate not only the people who are picking well from the people picking poorly, but also the people picking every week from the people who are missing picks. Uh, you'll see their Bachelor Nation. Uh, I'm sitting 12th overall. Megan's at 106. Um, there's about 6,000 entries playing every week. So these are these are numbers that I'm certainly proud of. Uh, I know I know Megan is uh, a little agitated about sitting further back. Yeah, but doing the math, I'm still like within the top two percent. So I mean, I can't be mad at that. Like I am, but I can't be. There's a lot of seasons still, and and I find as the pool gets thinner, you can really make up points with insights instead of just picking blind. Um, so obviously, getting out to a good start is is huge, but uh, sustaining that and knowing which of the last six guys to pick, um, that that could really make or break the whole thing for you. So we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into kind of our recap here and do uh, big three things. Okay. Um, I think you went first last time. I believe that's correct. Okay. So I guess I will go first this time. Um, okay. My good thing, positive thing, thing I liked the most this episode, um, I am just loving the editors this season. They are doing just a phenomenal job setting up just these hilarious comparisons. Um, and we talked about on the first episode, the fire truck um, drama, right, um, that they very much set up. Um, in this one, the one that really got me was Michelle on the first group date sitting there and saying, you can hear her like um, in the um, voiceover saying, I'm just so happy with this collection of mature men that I have. And then they flashed to Will and Peter having like a fight that you would like come upon of like first graders. Right. It was just like such wow, like editors doing amazing. Like I laughed for a while with that one. So it was definitely something that they should be proud of. Something that, uh, we at the house take a lot of a lot of uh, happiness from is, is the editors on this show are are second to none. Um, yeah, my favorite. I'm going to stay a little broad uh, because my surprise kind of plays into it. But Jacket Gate, uh, Jacket Gate in general was my favorite thing. Watching grown men argue with each other about everything, you know, from from one man spinning upside down about the throw up and speaking Italian to the very next one doing it in Spanish and having that be a, a point of contention. Um, you know, that's, that's, there's a lot to that. <laughs> there's a lot of layers there. Um, but the entire jacket. Yeah. A grown man crying over a jacket. The entire jacket gate saga, uh, I think was my, my favorite thing from the episode. Perfect. <laughs> Um, my least favorite part of the episode, or I guess one of my least favorites, um, I, I don't like Casey, <laughs> just don't like Casey. And I don't understand why he's, uh, he's still here <laughs> because like he, and he's not only is he still here, but he's still getting so many points every week. Like he is like one of the top scorers every week. 
Um, and it's because he's basically just like a narrator for the show at this point. Um, like I have yet to see him have like a like genuine good conversation with Michelle. Um, and yet he's able to like insert himself in these weird ways um, into the drama and like again like recapping what's happening in the house, which is getting him so many points in fantasy. Um, and I, I just I really dislike him and how many points he got this week because again he he does nothing as far as like the bachelor like the points of the bachelor goes right like. Well, that's why a lot of times you'll see this in there. Um, you'll see the points kind of vary. And it's important to not only understand um, where you can get points from a romantic standpoint, but also from a, from a game standpoint. Uh, you know, there, there's certainly some gamesmanship, and, and the editors you're talking about, they have a lot to do with what we see as a product. Uh, so that that's, a, that's definitely a fun one. Uh, my least favorite was Jamie's whole edit. Um just the way the way they decided to portray someone uh even in the promos as a as a villain we've never seen before uh now the the type of evil that that creeps from the darkness and uh you know it, it was it was weird the whole thing was weird we can talk about it a little more in depth but but it's the edit specifically that was my least favorite thing um i'm not sure why they chose to go that direction um and and obviously it worked uh you know it gave him something to push and gave everyone someone to to rally against uh, but but i thought the the hero to villain to gone edit was just a little forced in three weeks like it was a really short story yeah how about your surprise megan what do you have for uh, for a surprise my surprise was Pizza Peter. <laughs> um, and I, so um, for those of you who have been watching every episode of this show so far, um, one, what are you doing with your lives? But also thank you. Um, but you know from my season long pick that I had Peter in my season long pick, um, which I take full responsibility for, um, you know, just blindly following some bad information um, that I had that was out there about Peter making it to like pretty far in the in the show um, and actually meeting Michelle's parents and stuff. And so I actually I had him going really far. Um, and again, like had this like drama piece for him. Um, and so it was a really big surprise that he went home this episode. I think one of the other pieces for me that was surprising was that you and I had talked about him potentially him and Will being on that two on two on one that we know is coming up. And so with him going home, I I'm actually really curious as to who's going to be on this two on one. And I think we can maybe talk about that in the preview for next week because they're setting up for a new villain. Um, but I'm really curious to see one, if there will be a two on one and two, who would be on that two on one um, since Will and Peter felt like the most likely going into this week for that date. Um, but I will say, Michelle, um, I am, you know, even though my season long kind of just crashed and burned uh, week three here, um, I am so happy that you got rid of him and your judgment is crystal clear. Like, keep going, girl. You're doing great things and I couldn't be prouder. So I got two things to say, but I'm only going to do one. So do you want the jab at Peter or the insight about your pick? 
I want the jab at Peter. Right. So <laughs> you are shitting all over Peter, but he is the only contestant that is changing the world one slice at a time. Did you practice that in the no. mirror? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know, it just, it just rolls off the tongue like a restaurant that's not even open yet. Uh, so I, I, my surprise, I'll take the other side of it. Um, Will's response was my surprise. Um, especially because of the previous we had seen, I was expecting a, a knockdown drag out more of that petty fighting. You know, the guy, the guy comes back to his jacket gone and he's a little concerned about it and he goes searching for it and, you know, I'm going to let people experience it kind of on their own, but watching that whole sequence was incredible from the, from the way the other guys acted to, just the feels that Will was experiencing to, uh, quite honestly, the class with which he handled the whole situation. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a huge fight on Bachelor Bachelorette that has ended with the person not even knowing. Michelle has no idea what happened. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure now she does, but like in the moment, in the night, she had no clue. And I think that that surprised me. The, the fact that Will was able to keep it together enough where Michelle doesn't know what happened was shocking to me. And I will say, I mean, going off of one of the things we talked about last week, their last fight, um, was that there's actually like a really good chance that Michelle did hear their fighting at the beginning, right? Like when they're like bickering back and forth. Um, but like she has this really classy way of just ignoring it. Right. And just like continuing on. And so like, I, even if she knew it was happening, I 100% believe that there is no footage of her reacting to it because she like, doesn't feel the need to give it time of day, which I love. So I know I said I wasn't going to ruin it, but the scene where he's fishing the jacket out of the pool over violin uh, Again, the Adam is just masterful, masterful. Top, top gun, that top was, gun by an orchestra. It was was one thing on its own, but no, that was that was like the the second edit where I was like, well, now the editors are going to get my favorite part of this episode. Like they win. Like I can't choose anything else. So I, I was I was watching out west, and uh, my wife and I were having. Just so much fun watching, watching poor Will just to go through a range of emotions, and uh, like I said, it was it was a lot of fun. It was probably the the most fun I've had watching since the first episode of uh, Canadian Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> All right, so moving into uh, our cast here, um, do you have anything on Michelle this week? Um, so again, we've talked a lot about, um, me really loving Michelle and like her approach this season and her kind of, um, take no shit approach. Um, I love the way in which she called out Jamie in front of the guys. Um, and specifically the way in which she said that you were attempting to be proactive for me. Inferring that, like, that's not the right thing that, that she wants, right? That she can handle her own shit, that, like, just give her the information and she can choose what to do with it and how to, like, work with it. And I appreciate that so much. 
um, as like an independent person who's very much in charge of like her own feelings and thoughts and, and behavior. Um, and so I loved hearing that from her. And then I also love the classy way that she then took him outside and like confronted him. Um, that was just like a great scene for me. Um, I think we come back to again and again and again, every episode, her reflecting about wanting that person who makes her smile and laugh. And um, what I'm noticing in, in addition is if you look at like kind of the top players right now in the season, not only are they guys who are making her smile and laugh and have like that like childlike fun with her, um, but they're also these guys who have a very quiet, understated confidence too, or like a quiet, understated presence to them, um, which I also really appreciate from her too. Like she's not going for like the loudest guy in the room who's like, you know, like making a fool of himself or even like trying to like have this bravado, but like she's really getting to know these guys and like she's very much I think, vibing off of how they make her feel and how they're interacting with her, which I, again, really appreciate. If I can dovetail off of that, um, one of the Reddit comments, I think it was a Reddit comment, um, I, I am choosing to believe that the Michelle we're being presented with is close to the real thing. This Redditor kind of posed the question, are we being fed this edit because ABC needs this? Um, and it just made me think a little bit. Like I said, I, I'm choosing to believe it's close. Um, but the argument was along the lines of how many other bachelorettes have tried to get rid of toxic guys, and the show's like, no. And we don't know, right? There's, there's probably very few people who know the answer to that question. Um, but one thing she did do um, was she canceled all the white guys. Uh, and it, it made me feel really good about the final four that we had come up with, uh, with, with all men of color. Um, because she said flat out, a white man will never understand this. And I need this to be understood. Uh, so even if we didn't have significant footage, the, the white guys are going to be gone pretty quick here, I think. Um, and, and it is what it is. I don't have any, any feelings about that either way other than from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, but it, it really solidified because we had, we had a couple, uh, Caucasian dudes in our top six, um, and chose to go a different direction. Uh, and so it really drove that home for me that we had, we had made the right choice. Uh, one thing I do have to get on Michelle about, though, is saying absolutely to Rodney. Um, Apple, <laughs> Apple puns are no longer acceptable. I'm canceling Apple puns. Um, we know they have footage of an Apple Orchard date later in the season. So I'm sure they'll make a comeback, but... But saying absolutely instead of absolutely, um, that was that was soul grating. It was a little rough for me. Oh. Minor, minor squabble with her, but gotta find something negative to say about her. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, you mean absolutely. Like this is maybe no. <laughs> absolutely. Um, no, I feel like this might be like a good point um, in time to say like. Would you like to make a bet on whether or not another apple pun comes up in the next episode? The next episode. Episode five, four, four, four. Yeah, week four. Do we think there's going to be an apple pun or something related to Rodney that ties back to apple? I will absolutely, absolutely say no. So if, if you want okay. the yes side, we can figure out a wager. We'll, uh, 
We'll throw. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw it in the comments. We'll fun. throw it in the comments just for some fun. We'll come up with uh, we'll come up with some sort of podcast related wager, and we'll uh, we'll see where that one goes. All right, I like that. Yeah. Um, Make it interesting. Make it come back. More. Just more Apple. I need more Apple also, content. <laughs> um, I'm also loving her outfits. I mean, again, um, we've talked about this, that there's been, obviously, like, TikTok um, and Twitter issues. But, I mean, again, she's just, she's looking flawless this season. She had a black dress on, I think, after the group date. And it was striking. Striking. Yeah. She's got a great frame on her. It really helps. Um, But but the clothes are great. That one was gorgeous. Which one? The rose ceremony one. Yes. With, like, the dot. So that's the diamond encrusted. That's actually the one up on the screen right now for anybody looking. The uh, it's kind of like a like a pearl satin that goes to like a titanium jewel encrusted up at the top, and it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Slit to the thigh. Good looking. Yeah. Good looking. I have no I have no complaints in the wardrobe compartment department. Other than her daytime stuff is still whatever, but. <laughs> Athleisure. Yeah. I don't think she wore any athleisure this week. And that was your issue in the past. Fair. There were no yoga pants. Well, it is absolutely getting better. You just don't like them apples. Okay. All right. Uh, on to the eliminations. <laughs> um, let's start small and work our way up to Jamie. Uh, do you have anything on Spencer? Oh, we're... Um... Sorry, I was out of order. Um, no. Same. That's why I went to Spencer first. Apologies. Where would you like to go next? No, I forgot that we had the guys that were eliminated. I was uh, like I going you. in my alphabet. All right. Well, then let's hit LT, so. uh, who I have an update. Uh, LT's spin class, uh, I guess he didn't host the other night. Uh, so we will have an LT spin class review, hopefully for the next show. Okay. I had absolutely nothing on LT this week. No, I didn't either. I think we saw his face maybe twice. Maybe. Uh, Malik, all I had was that somehow I had forgotten that he is ancient. Uh, It popped up on the screen he was 37 years old, and I was just surprised by that. I I grabbed my notepad and I I wrote it down. That's the only note I had on Malik all night. Are we calling him ancient? I mean, he's not much older than I am. Uh, 37 felt old. It's, it's Especially when you have Brandon who's 26, right? I think he's 26. So. Yeah, that's a whole uh, whole decade. Um, no, I didn't really have anything on Malik either. Um, although, Malik, I do not appreciate you calling out little Rodney boo-boo. Can't call out Megan's guys. That's gonna be that's gonna be a no go. You should probably hit his DMs and let him know you're upset with him. <laughs> I saw his Instagram growth and it's not crazy. Like if you slid in there, you'd probably be just fine. <laughs> I still have yet to ever in my life slide into someone D- someone's DMs. So you've never just know, never pulled a joke. Can <laughs> be a rare thing. Uh, all right, your guy. I know you're going to have something to say about Peter, but because I don't have anything of substance and I've already made my pizza joke, I'm just going to slip in here. Yeah. 
second time he was drinking white wine after dark. Uh, so he. I didn't. Deserved to go home. I caught it this time. I did. I caught it. And he does it so nonchalantly uh, too. It just it, it just rubs me the wrong way. Joe did it this week too. Yeah. Um, as you take your classy sip of red wine. Um, no, I mean, I kind of already said what I wanted to say about the surprise. I mean, like, while, yes, I wish he would have gone longer for my own personal, like, fantasy lineup, um, I am just, like, very happy that he's gone early because, like, I don't know how many more bros I could have withstood. Um, and also, like, I don't know. He he wasn't really adding much to the show, in my opinion. So, I, from a viewership angle, I'm very happy to see him go. From a fantasy, I'm a little bit butthurt, but also great judgment, Michelle. So, um, and yeah, he is just like needing to grow up, like a little bit. I really want to see the rest of the footage from when he told uh, Clayton to back down. Oh. I from every shot I've seen, Clayton's like twice the size of Peter. Yeah, watching Clayton like in the group date, I was like, "Boy, is so strong." <laughs> so I, that's that's pretty much all I had on Peter. I, I think Will Will won that fight by still being there. Um, yeah, and uh, neither one of them came out looking great, but I think that was kind of the point. No, that's fair. So the big elimination was Jamie. Um, let's try to go back and forth with short thoughts, if at all possible. Uh, I'm going to let you okay. set the pace. Because uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack with Jamie. There is, but like at the same time, I also don't have a ton written down. Um, because like, I think that you're very right that like in the edit that got put out, like it's, it's one tone, right? Like it's the same thing over and over and again, which is that he has this ego. He's being a dick (laughs) is basically like what it is. And so, I mean, like I have like a few like quotes written down. Um, but like, I don't know. Um, I, Again, from a fantasy standpoint, right, um, I do enjoy that he specifically said, I have yet to feel nervous. <laughs> and he's not a guy that you would have ever lost points on for, you know, feeling insecure um, or expressing anxiety or worry. Um, and that will be my first point. The conversation with the producer or the, the PA or whoever the person was he was talking to was wild those types of conversations i have to think happen all the time yeah i don't know why it's like i was saying earlier the edit he got i don't know why they decided to air that but it was damning yeah did you see michelle's response yeah i did yeah but like i also okay so like, you see that, but then I also feel like, I mean, on Bachelor in Paradise, Brandon, right? Brandon? You got to give me more than that. 
got the same edit, right? That like they like caught him over the mic, like when he didn't realize that he was getting that he was on mic. He was trying to cover his mic. Was it Brandon? No. What, what's his I name? With the curly hair. Brendan. Um. Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, but like, like, like they, they did something really similar to him, right? Where like they they took this like hidden footage that they like sneakily took and then gave him this super awful edit, right? It was the same thing. And so, like, I don't know if it's a new approach they're taking as far as the editors go, because now we've seen it in back-to-back seasons, right? We saw a Bachelor in Paradise, and now we're seeing it here um, of this, like, hidden footage. Um, so, yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's, it makes yeah. for interesting TV. Um, he, he, he buried himself yeah. alive. You know, they aired footage that maybe other people don't have aired, but I mean, he, he buried himself. Um, yeah. The whole. Well, and then... go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, the other piece that I think he really buried himself in is at towards the end when he's talking with Rick and Nate and Casey and start talking about like the viewership and the episodes. That was, that was the other point where like he super buried himself, right? Like, there's no coming back from that. That almost <laughs> made my favorite. Because Nate, who was trying so hard not to look in the camera, he goes, fuck, fuck the viewers. <laughs> yeah. What, what you talking about? <laughs> Episodes. Fuck the viewers. And he's like, he's like side-eyeing the camera, like trying not to look dead-ass in the camera. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. The, the whole poem sequence at the end of the group date where Jamie just yeah he, uh, he didn't understand the assignment <laughs> and uh, I think it's more he chose not to want anything to do with what was going on and uh, God it was wild it's, it's just it's just a crazy edit the, the whole edit just kind of yeah yeah I think he's He's one I'm intrigued by. Like, I would love to hear from anyone who knows him um, what he's like outside of this. Because I think that we've gotten some variations. And I'm not really sure which one is the most close to what he is. Because he did come across as really sweet and thoughtful early on. Really really insightful. And I'm kind of... Kind yeah. of disappointed it was a burn edit because I would love to see him manipulate people on VIP. Uh, yes, but that, I I don't sense that that is in the cards based on how they played him out. So yeah. that's all I've got on our uh, on our eliminations. So unless there's anything you wanted to add on anybody, no, that's kind of what I had. Yeah, like I said, like I felt like. Um, this episode, like the the drama, was interesting because it was stuff that was really expected, and it wasn't a it wasn't a big surprise. And so, like, I didn't feel like there was much to talk about with it, just because, like, it was. Yeah, a lot of surface level, not a whole lot of depth to it. Yeah. All right, so we will jump to uh, to Brandon, who had another strong showing. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. I saw he sent out an Instagram message. Uh, he is the first contestant on any version of The Bachelor to win back-to-back group date roses. 
which someone had to have told him, but I haven't been able to find anywhere else on the internet. So I'm going to choose to believe him. Yeah. Uh, I will say for a guy who can't spell all that well um, or do math all that well, um, he used the word smitten, and I was really proud of his vocabulary um, with that Great one. poem. Great yeah. poem. Yeah. And Michelle loved um, He also... I, is he the first one to, to say I'm falling in love? I think so. Um, he... I'd have to go back and check points. Um, yeah. I think it being either him or Nate, but I couldn't remember if Nate, Nate, Nate actually said not. those words. Nate has not. Okay. So yeah, I, I think Brandon's the first one to say it then this you know, season. And he, and he grabbed her first again. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously money with those, with those date roses. So those lips. Yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, he's gonna he's gonna keep putting up. Um, no, we've got him going pretty far. So if you if you can yeah. find a way to get him in your lineup, he should probably be there. Uh, I will say a little bit of a look ahead to my lineup. He is not in my week four lineup. Um, we got a little bit of a format change, and uh, I was between him and Joe. And because he's had so much screen time and so much exposure, and we have Joe going just about as far, I pivoted to Joe instead of Brandon. But we can get to that a little bit later on. Uh, Casey, who Megan extremely dislikes, and I have no notes on. Yeah, and again, like this is this is where I've said that I've run an issue before because when I decide that I really don't like someone, it's really hard for me to put them in my lineup, even though like I know they're going to get big points. Um, yeah, I don't know. So you you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. I got an uh, interesting factoid about Casey coming up a little bit down the line here. Okay. Uh, Chris G. I actually have notes on Chris G, but I kind of. Okay, I All right, I'll give my notes first then. Um, if you had to look at the 30 guys who were here night one and pick one guy to get really excited about spoken word poetry, <laughs> why would it have been Chris G? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't credit the meme because it's buried on my Instagram somewhere, but someone says uh, there's not a single guy who's looked at Michelle the way Chris G looked at the uh, at the... Poetry slam guy. And it was true. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. And I sideline too. Peter also had the exact same reaction to the actors. Um, who I, I've never heard of these actors before. <laughs> but like Peter was also just like jizzing himself over these actors. And I was like, ah, okay, I, I, think, I think that gets us the explicit tag on our podcast carriers. I'll have to, I'll just mark it and just to be sure. Them again. <laughs> um, the, the, since you brought that up, the Top Gun tie-in, I was trying to figure out when they delayed it to next summer, because I think maybe when they filmed this, this episode would have aired close to when it was supposed to come out. That's the only thing I can think of, because it doesn't come out till May. There's not a single person who watched that. They're like, oh yeah, Top Gun, I gotta go see that eight months from now. Yeah, I, I've heard no buzz about well, it. Didn't even realize. Yeah, we're not yeah. a movie podcast. We won't get too hung up on it, but it's been delayed like eight times. So, if you'd like us to do a movie content, uh, uh, podcast, just drop that in the uh, in the comments. We can we can probably get working on that. 
Um, no, the, the note that I have about Chris G is that I now know why he's a motivational speaker <laughs> after that day. Like, honestly, like his rhythm and beat as he was doing his poem was so, so good. It was art. Um, and I really like loved just like listening to that rhythm. Um, and if he's like that while he's on stage, I don't know what he's talking about as far as his motivational speaking, but I would listen to it if it sounds like that. Well, I'll pivot off of that since you complimented him. Uh, I have never seen someone so excited to read their own name on a date card. (laughs) I I was bored. He took like a whole beat. He's like, Chris G. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man. Like, also didn't. Like, because when other people have like read their names off of date cards, they're like, um, yeah, like, like they like respond to it, but he just kind of like read it, but he didn't even do like a ha ha like me. Like he just kind of like stood there as if he was like looking for who Chris G is. <laughs> and it was so awkward. <laughs> Cause like no one was like, yay, it's you. <laughs> so just a reminder to know your fantasy scoring format, uh, because reading date yeah. cards, uh, is, is plus points in some leagues. And uh, when you get a guy like Chris G who could read date cards real well, might just happen again. You never know. Yeah. Uh, Chris S. I had no notes on for this episode. I am intrigued by the edit we have coming our way, but uh, I had nothing as far as episode three is concerned. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing. Um, yeah. I don't even know if he spoke in this episode. <laughs> uh, Clayton. The only note I have is a coming out party. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I think I'm just going to read my notes about him. (laughs) So um, my, my notes are, but Clayton go going for it. And said, he's understated, but still. And then I say, Gives me big bro vibes, mm, like yeah. big brother, not like a bro, like big brother I can vibes. See that. Like he, yeah. I will say that spinning her around in circles, and whether he was actually dizzy or not, acting or being as dizzy as he was, and going for a kiss is a wild decision. <laughs> How mortified would you be if your first kiss with the Bachelorette was throwing up on her face? Or, like, nabbing her nose. <laughs> so, uh, like, like we've been saying, there, there has to be something to a Clayton edit, we think. Unless they just picked them to be Bachelorette be- or Bachelor because. But everything we've been hearing is that they, they love the story. Um, so, be on the lookout. Stories, stories got to be coming here soon. We're down to, we're down to fourteen guys. We should have three eliminations this next week. It's going to get thin pretty quick here. Yeah. Uh, next up is Joe, uh, who, who the only note I have on was what I alluded to earlier. He was a white wine after dark guy this episode. Um, my wife has me. I, I'm going to be going back and looking at some footage because there's distinct differences in some of the guy's glasses where some are very bubbly and some are not. Um, so I might have to add people to my 
my list of, of white wine after dark drinkers, uh, depending on depending on what we see there. Mm. Um, so I have that, um, I think my, my biggest note for him was just that he got the first rose out in the rose ceremony. And I know that we, we've been kind of commenting on that. Um, so the last two weeks, Nate's been that first rose, um, and this time it was Joe. So a little bit of a switch for Michelle there. Um, and again, whether or not that has any bearing on anything, we don't know. Um, but just to kind of note it. Definitely on her mind. Mm-hmm. Leroy uh, had a fairly quiet episode. Uh, I don't I don't have any notes on Leroy for this one. I mean, he's had three quiet episodes, to be, to be frank. <laughs> like you said that with like a little bit of surprise and I don't know why there was surprise in your voice um but um I I just wrote down he gave her that gift and I thought that was good so. the one thing to watch out for from a fantasy standpoint is that at least on Rose League which is really what we're focusing on this year pricing is determined by previous episode scoring um so if yeah. you think there's a spot where Leroy is going to pop you're going to be able to get him in your lineup for really really cheap uh, I think I, I want to say he's 11 or 14 coming in this next week. I'll have the pricing up here soon. But but if you think week four is the week that Leroy really shows what he's made of, you can have him for cheap. Um, so not even middle ground. So that, that'll be the one nice thing is that if you do think he's got a week coming, you, you can add him to your lineup for essentially nothing. Uh, that... Kind of like this week. Yes. <laughs> so Martin... Um, I have one note and one note only his Clark Kent moment when he goes to kiss her and he pulls the glasses off masterful, masterful. And everything he'd done up to that moment was good. His Clark Kent moment was masterful. It wasn't a Clark Kent, uh, Clark Kent moment though. Like he did that mid makeout. Like she had no idea the glasses that had come off. Like he was actively kissing her and then took off his glasses. That's Superman shit. <laughs> but like it wasn't for her benefit, is what I'm saying. Like it wasn't like a suave. Like, oh, it never show. is. Like it was Lois Lane never sees Clark Kent pull the glasses off. The audience does. That was for us. <laughs> that was some uh, fourth wall shit. <laughs> um <laughs> Fuck the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> what are episodes? Um, <laughs> no, I thought, um, I mean, again, like we knew that Martin had a one-on-one coming up um, and he, up until this episode, he really hadn't made that much of an impact. And so, um, I mean, it was cool to see him finally like make that mark. Um, and I did, I thought it was really awesome um, from a player standpoint, the way that he pulled Michelle aside at the beginning of the group date to check on her. Right. I think that she really appreciated that and that set him up then for later on getting that group rose. Um, it was that combination of like checking on her, making sure that she was good and then, you know, having a good makeout sesh. And hell of a sweater. <sighs> Dude has to run cold. I don't maybe, know. maybe that's our, uh, maybe that's our <laughs> Apple bet. Somebody's got to wear Martin's sweater. Okay. All right, so Nate, uh, Nate, and I think I guess the thing I want to open with is uh, 
in the preview for episode four, and then a little bit in the, in the previous episodes here, he's kind of playing the enforcer. And what we've seen from Michelle is that she doesn't need an enforcer. Um, so obviously we know the outcome here, but I, I'm curious to see if his edit takes a little bit of a dip. Um, if she takes exception to that behavior. So I'm going to push you a little bit on that. Cause I actually, I don't see him as being the enforcer. I see him as I think like, so I think whereas like maybe with other guys or in past seasons, like there has been more of that enforcer role where not only they're calling out that behavior, but they're, um, trying to do something about it, right? Like trying to change the behavior, trying to call people out for it, like trying to make a big deal out of it. Like he's calling out bad behavior, but then like he's not taking it any further, if that makes sense. It's like, like I think that he's acknowledging it without trying to enforce it or like step on Michelle's toes when it comes to it. Like he's not trying to protect her, but he's also saying like, what's happening isn't okay. And like, here's how I'm setting myself apart from that. Um, and so I do feel like there's there's a different quality to it and i i will be curious to see how that continues to come across uh, it's been effective so far he he put the kill shots on jamie he had yeah. him off balance and then when michelle came down to question him he was done it was done but but nate nate put yeah. him in that box well and also like nate and michelle running away together adorable like Again, we've been saying over and over again that he is really just making the most out of the time that he gets with her. Um, and again, like he's doing it so skillfully where none of the time, at least that we're seeing, that he's spending with her is focused on anyone but the two of them. Well, and in fact, like he's spending time or moments to like pull her away from, from this setting to give her like a different world. Yeah, very, very much outside of it. Like you, know, you see the camera guy chasing to keep up with him, which, which I appreciate. <laughs> But I, I think he stole her again, before the toast was even over. Like, everyone yeah. still has their glasses in the air, and he's like, can I steal you? Gone. And they were outside. He literally has everyone cheers Michelle because I'm going to steal her. Um, but, yeah, no, and I, like, really appreciate how strong their connection is without him ever having a one-on-one -on -one Like, he's only been on group dates. The group dates that he's been on, he's had very limited time with her. And yet, like, again, like, he's made the most out of every minute that he has with her. And, like, we're seeing that. And the internet loves him. Yeah. So, so again, from a fantasy standpoint, like, he should be in your lineup, like, every single week. So we were going through the points. And, you know, without a date, he put up the same points Rodney did. Um, so, I mean, yeah. then, until, until proven otherwise, you can't really afford not to have him. He's scoring at a, at a, at a crazy rate. Uh, Olu. I've got nothing on Olu. Yeah, I don't have anything other than he seems like a very strong dude <laughs> from that date one. He's big, too. He, um, he's larger in frame than I think I had noticed. Yeah. Because he, I think he's one of the athletes, too, right? Didn't he play basketball, I so. maybe? I believe so. Rutgers, maybe? Uh, yeah. yeah, I said it out loud, so, and I'm going to have to correct myself on the next podcast if I'm wrong. I think it's Rutgers. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I think like in those physical challenges, you see it come out and he definitely like, again, like looked just more physical than some of the other guys. Speaking of guys that look less physical, we got Rick. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing on Rick this week. He had a kind of quiet week. He kind of instigated a little bit and made some brooding faces, but didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, like speaking, brooding's a good word for him. What I wrote down was just that he has so much feeling. <laughs> um he yeah he just comes across as like a very like impassioned individual like not in a super attractive way i don't know i'm gonna be interested to see how um next but again for noting he got the second rose out in the rose so joe got first um rick got second and then after that it was kind of like a cluster but I had the third rose written down, and I didn't think we were going to talk about it. It was Leroy, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was, it was a weird one. It was one that I didn't have yeah. an explanation for. Uh, Rodney. Um, I I really like Rodney. Um. I think he's really sweet. Um, I like. I appreciated um, Michelle saying that he's crossed from the friendship zone to the relationship zone. <laughs> what a line! Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that he has like a lot to. Um, I think that he has a lot to offer. I think that I like. He doesn't feel one note to me, which I'm appreciating too. And some of, especially compared to some of these other guys that we're seeing. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I got to credit this one to Ashley because I think she verbalized it first. Uh, but I, I'm writing it down as she's saying it. His facial expressions are mm-hmm. everything. This this guy shows you every thought in his face. And it's not something you see often from these these big, stoic, strapping men. Um, but surprise and confusion and happiness and joy, they're, they're all right here and you see them all. I I think it was when she was reading the card about somebody having to strip naked and run up and down the stairs and oh, he, he went through it. He, he went through it all and and he ended up in a place where he was nervous, but he was having fun and, and you could see it. You could see it in his face and, and yeah. I like that. I like that from a viewer standpoint because I don't have to guess what Rodney's thinking. It is. It is right here, every time. Well, it's just so like genuine and authentic. Um, yeah, I mean, like I love that. Like I truly believe that like the Rodney that we're seeing on the camera is like who he is, and that's awesome. Again, that's why he's like very much like he feels very endearing in that way. Uh, Romeo, I didn't write my note down because I knew I would remember it. I've had enough. I've had enough of Romeo and Juliet bullshit that comes out of this guy's mouth. It's not his fault he got named Romeo. It is his fault that he continues to do this thing I don't like. (laughs) Um, it is also his fault that he continues to 
very much act like he is smarter than everyone else in the room. I think he is Uh, smarter than everyone else in the room. I mean, he is, but again, like if you know, you're going on a show called the bachelorette that's in it's what, like 43rd season. I don't even know. Um, like know your audience and maybe don't use words that are bigger than three syllables. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Real quick aside. Jamie, in defending himself all over his Instagram, says he doesn't really get how Bachelor, Bachelor Nation works. And I'm just going to say again, if you come on this show and try to pretend like you don't know about this show, you're going to look like an idiot. Moving on. To the viewers. Yes. (laughs) Yes. In, In the eight weeks that you're filming, you can get away with pretty much whatever you want, but... Uh, Will. Like I said, I I was very impressed by the way he handled things. He embarrassed Peter. When they went head-to-head in the jousting competition, for lack of a better term, he whooped his ass. Michelle had to keep herself from laughing. My favorite part is that he knew he had the upper hand, and he kept pressing. He was so confident in his ability that he knew he could keep pressing. Mm-hmm. And then he followed through on it and won his jacket. Yeah. God, the, the jacket stuff it was so amazing. <laughs> I just, I can't even. Yeah. The amount of water um, that came out of that jacket. I don't know how you fake that, but it looked it looked like the producers are like, let's put like an entire fire hose inside this jacket sleeve for the lab. It's just like probably like not a great quality jacket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I wrote down and we kind of talked about this, like um, when we were going through all the guys, but you know, like if you tell the producers that you're afraid of something or you have some kind of difficulty, it's going to come up. So I wrote down is. Will, who did you tell about your motion sickness? Because, <laughs> like, you know he told someone. And that's why they had a date where he's going around and around and around and around. You know what, though? Spinning around and around and still spitting game. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. It was, it was, it was impressive. pretty good. It was pretty good. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's really too bad that he's going home. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Um. You know, and on that we'll we'll jump to season long first before we talk about our picks. Um, so Megan's alluded mm-hmm. to it a few times. She lost a player. She lost Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I just realized I didn't update the season long scoring. Uh, I think I did pretty well after this week. Like, I think I'm in like third or fourth after this week, but expect that not to go well, well for I apologize for not having this uh, set up since pretty much every person that we know is uh, is in this league. Um, Zach Lorette no longer in first. Uh, first place is now Big Britches, uh, who's our buddy Adam, and uh, he has also lost a player. He lost Jamie this week. Um Myra and I are in second and third, tied for second. Zach Lorette's down in fourth. Megan in fifth. 
the 602 boss bitch, which is uh, my wife at 6. Red at 7. Uh, 602 dropout, which I believe is our buddy Kendell at 8. Uh, and then uh, 9 and 10, I, I apologize. Uh, I'm not sure who those are, but they are 602 entries. Uh, 602, we accept this rosé. And uh, 602, Big Al, which I'm hoping is not my dad, but probably is. Um, so it, you know, start starting to separate a little bit. The top six positions are all over a thousand points total, um, and about half of us have our our entire rosters intact. Uh, so you'll start to see the separation. If you if you lose somebody early in season long, you'll you'll really see that separation. Um, those scores that are up on the screen for this week are are good. I scored five seventy, and Megan scored five fifty five. Uh, that's uh. Where we're sitting for now, uh, as you lose players, you lose that scoring potential. So even if you have a guy who's not doing a whole lot, you get massive points in season long for just moving on. Uh, so as long as you're not losing people, it's kind of how it'll sit. Uh, this next slide here, you'll see our season long picks. Um, again, the the yellow is the the picks we have separate, uh, and then that red number in in week two for Peter is uh, is because Peter is going home. Um, so you'll see that, uh, Megan can't catch me. You know, again, it was either catch you by tying you or make a gamble and I gamble. And this is also why I don't gamble for money because then I just lose, and then I lose drinks as a result. So, so uh, 1,068 <laughs> to 1,033. Uh, we'll keep updating this along with the, the leaderboard scores. Um, having what we know to be the Final Four, uh, when most of the lineups that are in this league do not, uh, these are probably both still top five lineups. It's just going to depend on how the points play out for everybody else. Um, so, you know, season long is, uh, is a whole different beast. Uh, I know that, uh, I think the top four positions in the weekly, in the season long league are actually outscoring the rival league on the weekly side. Uh, so a point of pride to, to everyone who's uh, even close because setting up for season long is, is a totally different animal than setting up week to week. Um, and we'll, we'll keep pushing on that. Uh, like I said, we if you're this far in and don't know this is spoilers at this point, it's, it's no news for me to tell you that, that these are these are the final four with the Bachelor and then a wild card for both of us. So, and these are these are pretty pretty sound lineups. So Megan, the next thing I have up here is uh, scoring categories, and, and I guess I can reveal them to the audience since I know you can't see this. I'm looking at the leaderboard for people talking smack about another contestant. We're talking about number of occurrences. So who do you think is the biggest shit talker so far this season? I think it's fucking Casey. It is Casey. Casey with seven (laughs) instances with Peter and Rick right behind them. When I saw this, I was shocked. Clearly, you are not, as as you brought it up earlier in the episode. But, uh, yeah, Casey, who who has done 
seemingly nothing but talk shit, according to this leaderboard. Uh, yeah. I was blown like, away. Zero time with Michelle. But, like, the only time we see him on screen is when he's narrating or when he's talking shit. So the other one I brought up, uh, you'll probably get this one right as well. Um, this is uh, instances of expressing anxiety, worry, or jealousy. There's one guy way out in front. I'll tell you, to fill this some dead air while you think, that uh, Chris, Clayton, Joe, and Martin are tied for second yeah. with three instances each. And our leader has double that at six. I'm like flipping through the guy's names right now. I'm going to have to give it to you. Who did you say, who, who did you say was in Chris, second? Chris, Clayton, second? Joe, and Martin. I want to say either Will or Rick. That would not be correct. But you have a soft spot okay. for your boy Brandon. Do. Brandon has expressed anxiety, worry, or jealousy six times, according to our official scoring. That is double okay. the closest contestant. So as yeah. we fill rosters, okay. knowing that Brandon goes far, uh, know that that usually doesn't just go away uh, over the course of a couple weeks. Um, yeah. So I, I picked these two specifically because these aren't necessarily categories that everyone would think of. Because um, they're, they're, they're negative facing, right? It's talking shit about somebody and it's kind of talking shit about yourself yeah. to a certain extent. It's, uh, it's, yeah. So know the scoring, look at the scoring, and... Um, See if you can find an edge somewhere. If you're looking for a tiebreaker across two guys, if you're looking for maybe maybe you've seen some drama in a trailer, uh, which we'll get to next here, and uh, you, you can plug a guy in. And uh, again, the roses are, are solid points, and you don't want to lose points at the end of the episode for getting sent home. Uh, but if you got two guys that are exactly the same in your mind, you know, check the scoring, see what they've been doing. Edits rarely shift violently. Obviously, we've talked about Jamie quite a bit this episode, um, but the the pace that these guys set is, is usually usually pretty steady. You know, whether they're whether they're standing with a Neil Lane ring in their hand about to propose and questioning whether or not they're making the right choice, you know, or they're standing poolside with someone's jacket, you know, about to throw it into the water, uh, you know, they, they they tend to trend in a, in a pretty solid direction. Uh, next up here, you'll see the week four pricing. Uh, Nate, Rick, Rodney, and Will uh, out front at 20 roses apiece. Uh, again, the scoring is determined by the previous weeks, or the pricing is determined by the previous week's scoring. Uh, so look out for those. Uh, Megan, did, did there, was there anything on the pricing list that kind of jumped out at you? Um, I don't think so. As I said earlier, Leroy at 11, Chris G at 11. Uh, if, if you think that these guys are going to pop, 
getting them on a cheap week is a good idea. Uh, you, got, you got Joe and Brandon and Martin kind of in the middle section here. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and hop into our picks. Uh, Meg, would you like to go back and forth, or you want to run through your picks? Um, we can go back and We've forth. We've got quite a bit of overlap. Um, okay. So uh, why don't I uh, go through the ones we have the same, uh, and you yeah. can weigh in uh, on, on what exactly you were thinking, and I'll give any follow-up thoughts that I have. Okay. Uh, so for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to skip the first one on my list here and, and work uh, in from the middle. Uh, how about Martin? <laughs> so Martin, uh, Martin, who we know has a one-on-one this week. Yes. Yes, Martin has a one-on-one, So which feels safe. Yes, that's, that's reason enough for me. He's got to be in there. Uh, Clayton? Yeah. Um... Clayton, it looks like there's some drama with him, which I'm into. Plus, we just saw him kind of hit it big this past week, and so I expect that momentum to continue until he potentially goes home. And that's the thing, you know, we know he gets the bachelorette at at some point here. We need to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, With his coming out party last week, he's got to sustain it or he's got to go home. Um, And we know he doesn't go home quite yet. So at at, yeah. at fourteen roses for Clayton, um, I couldn't not have him in my lineup. Uh, yeah. Next up is Nate. We both have Nate. Uh, I think we've kind of beat that to death. Uh, he's going to score every week. He's going to score points. Uh, did you have anything beyond that? I, yeah, I mean, like this week from the preview, like Nate is in the drama. Like he is in it. It looks like in the um, the cocktail party. Um, and so I'm interested to see how Nate actually handles that, especially given some of the comments that you made earlier in this episode. Um, but I expect Nate to get even more points this week, actually, because of that. So I'm going to jump around a little bit here and just take us to the other side of that drama. Uh, we both have Chris S. in our lineups. So my big thing with Chris S. is uh, I know he doesn't go home. So yes. any drama he can rock, rack up this episode, I know he gets a rose. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, unlike the Will Peter situation where we weren't really sure if either of them were mm-hmm. staying, and it was really both of us just banking points. Um, yeah. Drama with Chris, when we know Chris is staying, uh, that has potential to be to be a good amount of points. That, that That's the one this week that I'd say is a, is a must start. Uh, if you're in a competitive league, you got to get Chris in there. Well, and I will also say that, again, because this is the first time that we're really seeing Chris S, too, I expect him to have more screen time um, because it looks like he is getting more of that villain um, edit put on. And so he'll have more screen time. Um, he'll have more interactions with Michelle, too, which he hasn't really had up until now. Um, and so, yeah, like I just even outside the drama, I expect him to get more points. So earlier in the show, I mentioned the format change. Uh, this is the part of the season where we shift from two group dates and one one-on-one to one group date and two one-on-one dates. Uh, so uh, another player we have in common here is Rick, who we believe gets the second one-on-one this week. Uh, Megan, do you have anything you want to expand upon with Rick? Nope. We know he goes on. He's got a one-on-one. You need those points in your lineup. It's a guaranteed rose. Um, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, he, he's got to be in there. Uh, we diverge a bit at the end here. Um, I'll go first because I had mentioned that I was not playing Brandon. Uh, decided to play Joe. The only thing that would change that for me is if we get more footage of this group date. It seems to be some slumber party themed something. Which Bachelor Nation recycles dates. We've seen this before. We saw last week's before. Um, if I see something with Brandon, I like the point upside of Brandon more than Joe. Um, I'm not going to play Brandon after he wins back-to-back group date roses in another group date. I think the chances of it hitting are real slim. There's also some evidence that there's not a group date rose that comes out of this group date. Uh, so yeah, kind of, kind of pick your poison. Uh, Joe is where I'm sitting at right now on Thursday afternoon. Um, yeah. And I think this last pick for me too, is the one that might change. I mean, so EBC has been doing this really fun thing where they don't put out like the super, um, super good previews until Tuesday morning. Um, and so I'm, I am interested to see kind of what other footage we see this week, but right now I have Casey in kind of for the point that you made earlier that again, he seems to be in the drama, but not getting points taken away from it. Um, and he seems to be getting like a decent amount of just like weird screen time (laughs) that continues to get him points. Um, and I know that he doesn't go home because he does make it to Minnesota. Um, and so again, for me, it feels like a safe pick. Um, but again, if we, um, see some footage and it turns out that there's another guy who maybe is more in it, um, and it's maybe a safer bet that I might end up changing him out. And so you've heard us reference it a few times. You can do some research and see how some of these eliminations go. We know the three guys get eliminated this week. Um, you'll notice that they're not in our lineups. Uh, you can't really eat those points at this point in the season when there's better options. If you can fit everyone in from a salary point standpoint, you have to keep moving on that. So that is our week three recap, uh, week four picks again, as of, uh, as of Thursday evening, um, five of those, I think are, are deadlocks for each of us with those, with those last picks kind of being the ones that could potentially fluctuate based on what we see. Uh, as always, we'll, we'll make sure to put that in front of you and, and kind of talk through any decision-making that went into that. Uh, this should be a good episode, I'm hoping. Like I said, it's a, it's a format change, so just, uh, again, know the rules of your league. Um, but one-on-one times obviously guarantee you 25 to 35 minutes of footage, uh, and it's hard to overcome those type of points unless, unless you just fall flat on your face on a one-on-one date. Which, which has happened. Uh, so, some people get sent home. Um, and that's the, other, that's the other thing that maybe newer players don't know. If you don't get a date, if you don't get a rose on a one-on-one date, you're done. There is no come to the ceremony and see if I give you a rose. If you do not get the one-on-one date rose, you are done. Which is why they pack a bag before they leave. So, more to come there. Um... I think this is going to be our only show for this week. Uh, if something major breaks, we might do another short uh, short pick show. Um, but uh, but the lineups that we presented are, are, are pretty much the lineups we have. Uh, so like and subscribe to 602 Rose Show. Uh, we have another couple projects in the hopper that are, are not 
bachelorette facing uh, that maybe we'll share with you at some point here. We got a whole lot of content creators chomping at the bit, wanting to uh, wanting to get in on the on the the sugar train, all this uh, YouTube cash that we're pulling down. I think I think I think yeah. our last episode had 18 views. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know we're having fun doing it, and uh, so that that's all I had for today, Megan. Unless you had something else. No, that's it. You're welcome for not uh, trashing ABC this week. I very much appreciate it. So does our monetization <laughs> efforts. Uh, so make sure you get those lineups in. Uh, episode airs on Tuesday. And uh, good luck to everyone. Happy picking. <laughs>